want to grow as a grower? Are you tired of being put to sleep by your educational growcasts? Are you tired of hearing about products you don't fucking want and can't afford? Are you tired of being told how you should grow? Hi, I'm Johnny Apple, and joining me is everyone's favorite amphibian, the Reverend Pirate Frog. Join us as we sift through the bullshit on the internet and try to get better as growers. This is your average grow. Hey, dude. Hey, man. So I got these uh, skunks, and uh, I've been thinking about trying to make a seed stash, so I invited our good friend Kotz on to uh, have a conversation with us. So, what a Kotz, man, how you doing? Yeah. Hey, the guys, OG how's it going? Homie. Thanks for stopping by, dude. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, yeah, Johnny that's... had a lot of questions that uh, I simply could not answer. And I'm really glad he found someone much smarter than me. So I'm excited to hear these questions. Yeah, dude, when I was, I, so I was just on the Discord and I was like, I think showing pictures or whatever. And Kotz just went into fucking detail like he does. And so I reached out. And was like, dude, because I wanted to get somebody on to ask these questions. So I'm sure you were getting annoyed with all the questions that I got. And Katz was fucking damn near answering every one of them in text form. I will <laughs> never, ever get tired of any question that you ask me or anyone asks. However, I just don't know the fucking right answer. So. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So, Katz. Yeah. I want to make some seeds because I'm not quite ready to breed per se. I want to get a seed stash so that I can preserve these genetics and not have to just keep buying and buying and buying. So I want some skunk seeds around for maybe some later projects on down the road. I, I really want to cross this blueberry I got, um, especially the one the one that Max sent me out. That's so fucking cool, man. So I'm super on fucking like cloud nine right now trying to think about making a blueberry skunk so right I, but i'm not ready man i like i've got so many questions where do i start so i've got 10 skunks they're starting to show their sex what do you recommend i do to start the ball rolling to make a seed supply for myself okay yeah so we can definitely we can definitely unpack that i don't want to preface this by saying that I'm not a I'm not a breeder professionally all of the work that I've done in my garden has been just me and my plants and I've been growing and crossing plants together for roughly the same amount of time now um, and I've had the same idea in mind that you had when I started doing it in the beginning and that is you know let's figure out a way to get more seeds, right? To back up the good stuff that we have and to maybe make a couple of new things along the way. Um, and that's really what got me started, right? And there's a, a bunch of reasons to get into making seeds at home. You know, the mm -hmm. main one that I always go to first is it's a great way to get pretty much unlimited seeds, right? If you're crossing plants together um, you get a lot of seeds doing this. So you'll find doing it uh, over time. You cross a plant, no matter how you do it, you're going to get more seeds than you think you're going to get. 
if you do it right. Um, so having uh, a stockpile of seeds is always a good thing, right? And you can back up your lines through inbreeding, you know, just like you want to do with your skunk. Uh, and then you can make new things like you've got this joints blueberry that's coming your way and you're going to have you're going to have these skunks you're going to have males and you're going to have females cross them to the blueberry and you're going to get magic so being able to make new varieties uh, is another reason why you would want to do this at home um <clears throat> Yeah, right on. I mean, so just selfishly, my favorite terpene profile has been blueberry so far. Now, I'm a new smoker, so I haven't experienced very many, but I like How, blueberry in general. Hold on. What other way to take your favorite terpene profile is there but selfishly? That's what it should be. <laughs> huh? You, your favorite terpene profile is your favorite <laughs> terpene profile alone. That's that's just by definition selfish. Sorry. Uh, so you like the did blueberry? It, uh, <laughs> did, I say, did I say I was being selfish, dude? I am so fucking high. I am. This is my first toke of the day, so bear with me. I'm going to be extra Johnny today. <laughs> that's a, it. Was just funny because you're like not to be selfish, but my favorite, and I was like, that's what that means, dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, I probably was just looking for words and didn't have the correct ones. Um, it's all good. I still love you. Yeah. So what my idea was is I want to take blueberry. That profile has been my favorite. And dad has been so ecstatic about these skunks. So it just, man, the right. story's there. So I just want to put these two together at some point. But here's the thing. I'm not the best grower. I've got some knowledge. I've got some skills. So I need to, I feel like I need to spend some time with the plants and growing out some females and maybe maybe growing out or doing some, I, I, I don't know, man, but I just feel like I'm not ready yet. I, there's like so much more I need to do, but I don't want to keep buying and hunting. I want to find something here. So my thought was like, do I find a male? Do I find a female and just put them together and under 1212? And I, like, I got, I know nothing. I mean, I, I understand the process. It's, it's mother nature birds and the bees I, I get it but like at, at home in a tent i'm i'm fucking right. like i'm afraid i don't want to pollinate think, my whole shit like i got an I operation think, here i think a lot of people are afraid i'm afraid because if, if sure. i you know like i don't breed in my current setup because it's not suitable and i think right. a lot of people are like man i can't start doing that so, so kats is there like you're a home breeder a home a DIYer. Let's not let's not say a breeder. Let's say a seed maker. Yeah, we'll call it a D DIY home seed maker. There we yeah, go. Yeah, that's there there's go. a mouthful. We'll just call it's it a DIYer. Trigger. When you when you call it breeding, it, it, I guess it can get triggering, right? Because when you when you say breeding, you're implying uh, levels of selection, and we can talk. We can go into all of that, but uh, you know, call it seed making that's what we're doing we want to make seeds for ourselves that's what we're here to do right and we want to we have various intentions that we want right you you you're talking about two specifically johnny right you've got this skunk your your dad wants this skunk you're gonna want it right you bought 10 seeds 
and you planted all 10 of them, right? So you've pulled the trigger on all 10 of those seeds. Exactly. Um, so these seeds, these seeds have to, you know, they have to, they have to last for you. There's nothing else to, to back up right there's now. No you don't have anything plans. in the fridge. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's no more skunks. So it's high stakes, right? It's mm -hmm. high stakes. Um, it's also, it's also really, really like, what if you just discover after you've planted all your seeds that it's the best strain you've ever had? Right? They're not obviously in that situation you'd be screwed unless you could take cuttings. But you know, sure, you know what? Yeah. But if you really liked it and you wanted more seed, right? It's it, you could discover like, hey man, I really love this the way this grows. I want to try it again. Any home grower should at least know that there's an option. Absolutely. So I think like so correct me if I'm wrong, that might lead more more towards autoflower growers i could see why an autoflower grower would want a seed supply but if you're a photo grower why not have like just keep your cut around keep a mom around can't always keep a mom around exactly so that's no, exactly can't. where my thought that's, was it's that's, like I, I i would love to just keep a fucking mom around and and maybe well, every once in a while throw something at it but it's unrealistic so the well, best for, way for me, when I when I have to grow photos, right, I have to do it in a separate environment to where I currently am. So if I have uh, a mom plant, I'd have to keep it there. You know, I mean, it, it just it's easier for me to grow from seed. It just makes more sense. I'm not I'm not around the shop constantly. I you know, if I could spend less time there, the better. So it's really nice to be able to pick up and move constantly without having to worry about taking clones with you. Let me let me throw this in there too. Actually, let me ask because this could be bro science, but I feel like each seed is going to have a different effect. Like, so you know how you smoke a strain for a certain while, and it become you, you just develop a tolerance to that one that one plant, and then you go. It's the same strain, but you go from a different plant that was on a different seed, and you smoke yeah, that one, and it hits you differently. Time. Okay, so yes, that's if you had a seed supply around, just growing from seed. That's better for the head stash. Yeah, it can be. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it is because every seed is a new opportunity, right? It's an opportunity for a new profile. It can be very similar to the other profiles that were within that same collection of seeds, um, but it will be unique and it will be distinct no matter what, because it is its own seed, right? It has its own genetic code. Um, and the only way to get an exact genetic replication of the plant that you love is to take a clone of it, right? To propagate right. it that, that way. That makes sense for like, for a medicine or whatever. Like if you want a medicine around, keep a mom around it. Like you've, you've grown that strain. That's your medicine. So that's why, that's the way I think of it. Am I, am I? That's, I think that's really, well, I think that's really smart to a degree because if you know that this specific strain cures whatever's ailing you specifically that you're having issue finding anywhere else, then yeah, I mean, it would be, it would be silly to let that, that clone, not clone that, or, you know, let the mom die. Exactly. Right. And you're teasing at a few ideas because your goal is you want to preserve what you like about this skunk, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you have an advantage from the start. So we can give a little bit of context here. You're planting the original skunks, that were from uh, Ag Seed Co., right? Authentic Genetics. Yep. 
and these skunks are an inbred line that have um, been preserved previously. They are not hybrids in the sense that they are not F1s from a mother and a father that are two distinct varieties. The skunk is an inbred line, and not only that, but it is an inbred line that is known to be a pretty much true breeding in many ways. So it okay. So uh, when you do plant these seeds, you're going to get inbred uniformity. Line, Okay, so that's what you mean by the inbred line. Because you've said that a couple times, and it was a little confusing for me. I didn't quite yeah, okay, understand. So like, I understand what inbreeding uh, or what inbreeding is. You're taking like the the kids and crossing them, right? Without introducing yeah, the moms and the the moms and the dads were skunks. Uh, grandma and grandpa were skunks, all the way down the line, mm-hmm. right? So um, the seeds that you're planting right now, they came from a mother and a father who were both also original skunks. That's an inbred line. Um, it wasn't the cross that made the skunks originally in the 1970s, right? That was the, um, the three-way cross. It's not that. What you have, your seeds, came from skunk mom, skunk dad, or skunk moms, skunk dads. And that's how it was done. Um, okay, so an so inbred is like this isn't this isn't like a cross. This is literally like an open pollinated. It's, yeah, we, I think it was open pollinated. I'm I'm pretty sure that these skunks were made via open pollination, but I can't I can't guarantee you will now definitely does that, be able to find the information out on Ag Seed Co's website. That um, but does how that this specifically mean you, like literally throwing males and females? together a whole bunch of seeds planting them and and fucking seeing what happens like if i was to take my 10 right now throw them in my four by four and flip the flower i would mm-hmm. get a whole that's bunch called, of seeds that from be, that absolutely and that's an open pollination that that okay. is what uh and you know it's that's a that's a fun way to do it now that's a <laughs> when you're talking about um making seeds in small spaces you have to be very careful when you're doing open pollinations especially if you are working with other plants because open pollinations can be very messy in the sense that these plants dump a lot of pollen and so i i'm not going to say no off the bat i wouldn't recommend doing an open pollination in that sense where you leave the males in the same tent with the females and do exactly what you said just let them do their thing um but is that what creates no that's just the that that's the type of breeding that's not what creates the um inbred line right well you could do that with some crosses yeah you 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 can open pollinate anything right but how that's relevant to you is that your seeds most likely came from a scenario that was exactly like that, where the males and the females were left in the same space. I believe it was a greenhouse. They made seed, and those seeds are what you have. It was an open pollination, but it was inbred in the sense that all of the males and all of the females in that space were skunk. Okay. And so what you have is skunk it is a an inbred line of skunk and how that's relevant to you is that the traits that you're going to get when you plant these seeds 
um, and you flower out both the males and the females, they're going to look a lot more similar than if you were to take a hybrid and plant out 10 seeds. You would tend to see a lot of genetic variation. This is all dependent, obviously, on the variety. But in the, in the case of skunk, you have an advantage uh, in several ways uh, because you're working with an inbred line. The first advantage is when Stability. you flower out your females, yeah, everything is going to be stable in the sense that a lot of these traits are going to breed true across all of your moms. Um, and at the same time, you're going to know that if you work with the male pollen, the male pollen traits are going to breed true as well. When you're working with heavily inbred lines, and skunk is a really great example of this because um, a lot of people say that skunk is like sort of the platonic ideal for stable lines. Like skunk man Sam, who made the strain, he that's exactly what he made it for or he didn't that's what the strain ended up being so useful for was that he could pass it out to all of all of his friends and they could plant the seeds and they're going to get the same thing across the board um, and that's why the skunk is so important was because it was such a a true breeding line um so you know you should be very excited to hunt through these females to see what you what you like it's i wouldn't say it's necessarily um required to do an open pollination if you wanted to just pick a single female the one that you like the most and hit it to male pollen and we can talk about that mm -hmm. you would essentially be continuing the work of inbreeding the line uh -huh. Right, because I'm taking a male. Basically, what I did is I I took the children that I had, I start I, yeah. I I started growing them up. Now they're all big and they want to make babies of their own, so they started fucking each other, <laughs> and that's inbreeding. Yeah, exactly. Johnny, Johnny and, is know, continuing his family's legacy of inbreeding. <laughs> if you want to make, if you want to stop, make Uncle Dad's. <laughs> Sorry, Kotz, you came on the wrong show sometimes. <laughs> no, you're good. Sorry. Anyway, no. So, uh, so you want to make seeds, right? Uh, and you want to figure out what the best way to do that. You're gonna be you're gonna be doing this in tents. Is that right, Johnny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to get into. Really, is is. No, I, I, I don't want to do open pollination. I was trying to understand, um, is open pollination related to inbreeding? I, I guess my brain went somewhere completely different, but now I have a crystal clear understanding of what really inbreeding, what it means, what you're, what you're getting at. Cause you're, you're talking, uh, it's literally taking the kids and, and raising them and then they start having kids, so it's literally just like human beings. It's literally inbreeding because not it's not skunk all human skunk. not all human beings to the same extent. We're not all like the British royal family. 
not to that extent, but it's it's we're talking brothers and sister type inbreeding. I'm I get it. Yeah. That's yeah, not yeah. like you you exactly. have exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> also you, Johnny, if you ever do open pollination in your setup, I'll personally kill you. See, yeah, so that's what I'm afraid of is like I so I'm picturing it like I want to just let them go. I don't want to turn fans on, but I want to take my male and my female and put them together. And so you're saying that's a bad idea. If you and your setup will probably see. Cots, your you're on mute, dude. No, it's it's not a it's not a bad idea. It's just you have a lot going on. You've got all kinds of tents, and uh, several of them have plants in flower as well, and will during this process, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just more risky to keep a male in the same tent as the female and just let it uh, dust the whole tent. It's it's definitely not impossible to do. And if you have a, a rock-solid SOP, you can absolutely let's use just males I without cross-contamination. <clears throat> yeah, right. So let's just I wanna, assume you don't. So yeah. I will specify that I see I said Johnny specifically is not allowed to open pollinate in that because he <laughs> will seed the entire. So no grow. dudes, no dudes in the champagne room, right? Yeah. That's, okay. the, so, that's the rule. That's the so rule. So how do I go well, about dudes doing stay this out. then? Yeah. Because like I'm picturing any scenario it being bad. Quarantine yeah, house so like in a different house. Different. So let's. All right. So let's slow it down real quick. Right. We're in eighteen six. So we're not pulling the trigger yet. We don't pull the trigger until we go to 12-12, right? That's the great thing about regular photo periods is that we are in control there. So before we go into 12-12, we got to prepare ourselves. And, and in order to do that, we have to create a game plan. You are going to, you're going to go by the whole no males in the tent with the females. So you have to figure out where are you going to flower out these males to get the pollen? We know it's not going to be with the females, so you're going to have to have a dedicated space for the males to flower out. What's that going to be? Uh, it's looking like it's going to have to be my clone tent, which is now in the basement. Okay, so it's so it's, it's even better it's outside of the area. That's that's fantastic. It's not going to be sharing the same air per se as the other tents, right? Mm-hmm. It's relatively closed off. It's not perfect. Sure. That makes your worries a lot less because then you yep. only have to worry about your clothing. Exactly. So always work with your always work with your ladies first. Always make sure that when you're working with your dudes, you're working with them at the very end of the day and it's the last thing that you do, right? So that you can be done with the males. You can take your clothes off. Yeah, you can maybe. shower, do whatever you need to do, and then you can and then you can go about your day. And then when you're done, you can reset. You're clean. You can go in with your females, and then make it so that your males are the last thing you do in the garden every day, so that you're never cross contaminating. That makes perfect sense. So basically, like real life, Johnny, just always make sure you take care of the dudes before you get off. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So here we go. You, you're going to take your dudes and you're going to take them away from the females, right? You're going to want, you're going to cock, you're going to want to save that <laughs> pollen. So 
you know, this is your this is your decision. Do you want to save all of the males that you get, or do you want to find the male that you like the most and you want to save that? That's kind of what I was thinking. I I really have my eyes on one because it's been super healthy this whole time. He unfortunately, I've heard a rumor about it. Like he's showed first. Unfortunately, like I heard that's bad. Like is is that like a Minuteman or is that like first to flower is what that is more Mm. breeding style thoughts to? Is this just way over my head? I shouldn't even really care. I just think it's cool to mm. make some seeds because this is a pretty stable line. Sure. Just make yeah. them do their thing. Absolutely. It's, we don't have to get too far into it as far as, far as what traits the father's going to bring over and and the like. We can we I'll say this that right now your primary goal is to make more skunk seeds that are going to be skunk. And so um if you select pollen from multiple male donors, uh, you're going to get a greater um, representation of that um, that skunk um, in your offspring because you're going to take a larger germplasm with the males. And that's a good thing for preserving the line. Uh, and you might want to do that. That being said, there is also nothing wrong with just selecting a male when your goal here is just to make some more seeds for yourself right you're pigeonholing the line just a little bit by selecting a single male and a single female but that's that's not that should not deter you from doing that okay if i were you like where my head is at yep go ahead sure yeah i would say if i were you i would save all of the pollen unless you're seeing a plant that has what i would consider to be undesirable plant traits so if you've got a male that's unhealthy if you've got a male that's stunted or runted or anything like that and you're probably highly unlikely to see that but if you see things like that obviously make sure that you call the male but if you have two males and you're looking at them both and you're like wow these are great they're healthy they're everything that i want um Maybe they are uh, flowering earlier or maybe they're flowering at different times. If you want, keep them both and then you can collect the pollen and you can store it together. You can combine those pollens. And then when you hit your moms with that pollen, you're going to get a representation from both of the male donors. You don't have to do that, though. If you want, just save one dad and collect his pollen and then we can bring that back into your tents and uh, and hit the moms with them. Okay, so here's where my head is at, and then I want to get back into storing the pollen. So right now I have seemingly two males. What I'm assuming right now is two males. It's a little bit okay. early. I And I have a couple other that are suspect, let's call them. Like, mm-hmm. the, if they're not males, they're halfway there. Uh, and I have one that one of the two that are I'm pretty certain of is the healthiest of all the tents or, or of all of them in the pl- in the tent. Now, I, is that in spite of me that I'm kind of like, hey, that's cool. If if the rest of them don't look that healthy, is that in spite of me? And this one is mm. is healthy in spite of me as well. So I was kind of like, that's pretty cool. This is right. pretty healthy. It's, it's, 
I'm likely to be a male. I kind of want to keep him. It's like, am I playing sure. favorites? Is that is that wrongful well, thinking too? That maybe all of them don't look that good in spite of me, and I should keep all the pollen. Right. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. If you're trying, if you're trying to just get more skunk, that's the goal, right? Is to get more skunk. Any male that is healthy enough to make it through to flower, just collect all of that pollen, combine it together. You'll have a better representation of the entire skunk line uh, because the genetics of a single plant it, uh, is only going to show so much as far as what the plant is capable of representing. So having the male pollen from multiple male donors is going to give you the genetic code from all of those males to be able to carry forward into the progeny. And that those seeds that you create, um, and you're going to get a lot of them, you'll have more opportunities to roll the dice. And each time you roll the dice, there's going to be a greater opportunity for different uh, versions, nuanced versions of that skunk. Um, that's beautiful. It's, and it's, it's like better. it's going to be truer to the seeds that I got now. Yeah, exactly. So more pollen you save, the better. The, the more males that can make it through, the better for preserving the skunk. Right. Uh, you're basically saying trust that line by keeping as many males as possible because it's truer to the Yeah, do your part. You, yeah. you have already taken the leap of faith and you have planted all 10 of your seeds. So you are moving forward with all 10 of your seeds. The, as far as like honoring the line, the best thing that you can do now is to take all of the males that are, that are healthy, right? And that aren't doing anything weird. And you're saying that it, that it might, that, you know, they all are looking pretty good right now. Some of them might be doing a little weird because maybe of, some things that are happening in your garden but it's hard to tell because we don't know anything that's that will survive your sop through to flower as far as a male save the pollen and and don't say you don't have to save it separately because then you're overcomplicating things you're you, the goal here is just to make more skunk so combine the pollen together when you're collecting pollen and then you'll have this great combination of male donors when you're ready to make seeds. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I think that's the best way to do it as well. Okay, uh, so but uh, how do I do this? Let's yeah, let's so that talk was the why getting yeah. these, now we gotta <laughs> getting the these into twelve. <laughs> that, yeah, into that was a better than what I was gonna say. I was just gonna go, but how the fuck do you do it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm picturing. But I I'm, will. Can I interject real quick, just because yeah, it's man. fresh on my mind? Um, I just received a package from our buddy Cots here today. Um, no way. Yeah, I just my beautiful girl brought it. No, my beautiful girl. That's You've got to be my kidding me. Yeah, brought it in. Has the eagle landed? It has landed. So can, hold on. Can we do a live on the Your Average Girl podcast unboxing here? Absolutely. Oh fuck yeah, bud. It's, Dude, it's, we got it in a DVD case, nicely cons inconspicuous. Ag Seed Co. style, Ag seed, Johnny. Yeah, I got, uh, I got the. Oh yeah, you, you've got some too. You've got some too. Oh shit, yeah. Um, yep, got the 
five plot times original haze purple fino hell yeah and yeah what's what is what is absolutely perfect for the conversation we are having right now i have some wonderful seeds i have space cake f1 i'll get into each one later but space cake f1 sunny v f1 vader for later and double cough now what's all of these seeds came from cots and work perfectly with what he's telling us now but i'm super excited for the sunny v which is a mimosa blast uh the mimosa fino by vader og the double cough which is just strawberry cough by strawberry cough that's going to be phenomenal Mm -hmm. the space cake tya by vader og number three and then vader for later vader og number four by vader og number three now yes i want you this is more homework for you in the middle of what you're doing for johnny (laughs) can you somehow work in what these great genetics are (laughs) if we're not already i'll say two things no no this is so easy this is this is great so Two of those lines that I sent you are exactly what I'm talking to Johnny about. They're inbred lines. The, the double cough is a strawberry cough that I selected crossed to a strawberry cough male that I also selected. Um, oh, yeah. The Vader for later is the exact same thing. It was a Vader female that I selected from a pack of Vader OG cross to a Vader male that I selected out of that same pack. And so I am just carrying the line down and uh, creating um, what you could call it an F2, but when you talk about filial generations, things get a little bit weird, especially when you're talking about lines that are already inbred. It's not technically an F2. these lines were inbred before I got them, and I'm just continuing to preserve them by selecting from what I found in the line uh, to make more seeds. Could you so call that like exactly a breeder is. select? Is it like it's an just, inbred line breeder select? I we just I just use the acronym IBL. It's an inbred line, right? We're taking brothers and sisters from the same line and we're crossing them together. And we're either doing it with multiple brothers and sisters or a single brother and a single sister. It's either um, a big old gangbang or it's some nice one-on-one. Yeah. So you it, so how do you distinguish if you were to like tell somebody about that? How do you distinguish? You just say that I selected yeah, I mean, like, if they if, if I wanted to classify that type of seed when I sent it to Rev, um, I would have just called it an IBL, right? Versus the F1, which is the signifier that I put next to the Space Cake and the Sunny V. Now, the, the Space Cake and the Sunny V, it's arguable that those, like, like I said, when you talk about filial generations and, uh, and defining these terms... Um, it's debatable whether or not that could even be called an F, a true F1. When really, in, in reality, it's just a cross, right? I took one variety, I took a female from one variety, and I crossed it to a male from another variety. How close those two varieties are genetically, I can't really determine. I'm not really sure, but uh, I made a cross, right? So to, to call them a true F1, you really can't really can't say that but it's a cross right it's a hybrid 
Um, and so the other two varieties that I sent Rev are hybrids. Um, and we can talk about how I go and make those as well. Um, but that's yeah, just perfect timing. And I'd like, yeah, I've, I, we, you and I have talked about this, uh, mimosa blast, uh, and I'm just excited because you've said it's the Baja blast and quite mm-hmm. frankly, that sounds amazing. But, uh, now I've just distracted by thinking about the, what I, cause I've already told you that I plan on breeding with this haze and then Johnny and I got to talking and eventually he's going to, when, when he's comfortable, he's going to get the East coast haze <laughs> and we'll have a West coast haze. Ooh. And we're gonna have the, our representation of which haze we like, and we'll we'll mix that and see what happens. But that's that's years coming. That's way down the line. That's very exciting. I can't wait to hear about that. And that's a great thing about making seeds is that you get really excited about these future projects. And that's the that to me is the allure behind buying regular photo period seeds is the fun that you can have when you treat them this way. Is that oh, yeah. these regular seeds every time you plant them, depending on what your goals are what your intentions are you're you're manifesting new varieties of cannabis new profiles right new experiences new flavors and that's rad that's what we want to do it is right? it is that's it what is the plant the, wants you to do yeah it exactly it is one of the greatest benefits of photos is that if you find something unique you can show people and to be like look at this cut like look, take this cut look what i found yeah, I exactly. mean, ultimately, that's that's really what I like to get into is like, oh, is. man, you guys got to try this, grow this yeah. one. This is, it is this is mine. I made this. You don't go you don't have to go online and buy those seeds <laughs> from fucking. You just want to brag. You want to sit there and be like, I made these, you motherfucks. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm a you know me. You know I know. Me that's so why. Well, I we put we talked about this idea two days ago. And you've brought in Kotz, the the residential expert on all things that I go to, because him and I believe almost identical in the way that this plant should be presented. And uh, he's on the show two days later, and you're going writing notes. <laughs> I couldn't be prouder of you. Absolutely. Speaking of notes, uh, because I know that we're going into a lot of stuff. For everyone that's listening that's in the Discord I'm going to compile this information onto a note sheet so that you guys can have it. Um, And so, you know, when you're going back and you're listening through this, just rest assured we've got some notes for you. Um, We don't want to make this too complicated, but we want this to be something that you guys can do. Making seeds at home is definitely doable, and we can scale it down as far as possible i make these seeds in very small spaces yeah i think i I think that's a great way to take it i think you should you should stop letting some frog asshole and apple interrupt you and tell the people what they want to hear (laughs) well let's bring it back to the skunks in johnny's tent so you've got these plants johnny how how old are these skunks right now oh god DM you. Ah, um, I put you on the spot. Well, you've put no, him, let you me put see. him in oh, the flower. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got he a has notebook notes. somewhere. Let me get it. I got a notebook. Hold on. You're sending pictures in the Discord of, of potentially uh, male anatomy, right? Like, and you flipped I, yeah. these girls, right? No, he took a cutting and flipped it. Oh, no, I have okay, not. So you, oh, that's right. I was wrong. I'm sorry. I was wrong. So we he had no, to I know, didn't like, flip it yet. Where... 
Where was? So oh no, I was right. You took a cutting and flipped it. No, I I have not showing us? taken cuts yet. I've only topped them. Okay. And and so I've done some major deleafing. So these are my plants. I haven't oh. taken cuts and flipped nothing yet. Oh. These are okay, like we're zoomed both, in shots through a microscope. Okay. So you've got them in eighteen six. You've you've topped them. Now after you've topped them, have your branches grown your lateral branches grown out enough where you feel like you could safely take clones of them? Has that happened yet? Uh yeah, I could probably take a cut. Okay, so now we're moving into the next phase. I because... don't wanna take cuts. <laughs> yeah, because we I have to am talk gonna about Johnny the cuts. Now. We have to talk so, about So let me tell you, uh, so you asked when they were through the soil, because you got to have this information first. I feel like you need to know they're about four or more weeks old because they were through the soil okay. between October 24th and October 26th. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you and I planted around the same time. It's worth noting that I've got a couple of purist indicas from Ag Seed Co. as well, and I'm going through the same process. So we are in a phase right now where we're waiting to take the clones. Now, if you've decided that you don't want to take clones, then we have to pivot. There's a, the, the only way to do this is to, uh, well, I don't want to take cuts way. until they're a little bit bigger. Like I'm going to get my female, uh, the females into veg, but mm -hmm. I want to do like some training right now. I want to get those bottoms up a little bit yeah, more yeah. before I take the cuts. So I just Absolutely. I want to wait to take those cuts just because sure, that's my growing style. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with that. The idea here is that before you flip, we're going to want to take cuts of all of the plants that are still surviving, still healthy, that are still going strong. Uh, and you'll want to back all of those up. And the reason why we want to back those up is because um, you probably do you want to engage in the breeding in the first round? Or do you want to give the females an opportunity to grow out full sensimia without seeds to give you their full expression? And then you can decide from there which female you want to pollinate. That's a question that you have to answer. No, I want you to tell me. <laughs> okay okay so here's what i'm gonna tell you and I, this is we're gonna de-stress the whole thing right now we're gonna de-stress it all right you have to take cuts just take cuts okay. like right. take like when when Fuck. they when they're at the when they're at the point where you can take cuts cut like take like three or four cuts off of each plant so that you've got a backup um get yourself like focus now on getting your cloning operation um, like set up to a point where you feel comfortable uh, with these cuts surviving. Because even if you Johnny a cut, if you've got two more behind it that are still strong, you're good. Yeah. Um, and since you don't want to do any breeding right away in the first round, that's a smart idea because uh, you want to give the females an opportunity to show you what they've got so that you can make the most educated selection possible when we decide which one we're going to pollinate to make seeds. Um, also, and it, the I only way to true. do that is you have to flower the plant out. You have to, you have to cut it down, dry it, cure it, and you have to smoke it. So, and then when you smoke okay. it, you'll know. So we this are is the making one I want. that selection then. We are, we're not, we're selecting a female then. 
Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we can, because, so uh, why aren't we doing that with the males then? That's a very good question. And the reason why we're not going to do it, well, here's the thing, is that you are separating the males into another tent. Is that correct? If, if, you're, if you're doing that, then you are selecting a male. But if we're taking 50% of the pot, if you're asking why are we taking all of the males instead of just one male, the reason is because the males are going to have uh, traits that are locked inside of them. Those traits are in the form of what are called gene synthases. And those gene synthases are not going to turn on for female traits. So those males have locked inside of them female traits that we're not going to be able to see, right? So since we don't know, the best thing we can do is save all of the males so that when we cross it back into our favorite female, we have the best chance to get the best out of it, right? Because we don't know. The male is only going to display certain traits and we can take certain traits by looking at the male and go oh yeah so there's a possibility that that male can carry on those traits right males can have strong branches males can have resin on their stem and we can smell it and go oh yeah that profile is going to be similar in the female um, males will also uh, have a proliferation of male flowers and that can be a trait that you can look for and go, perhaps that will carry into female flowers as well. Not all of the traits that we're gonna express, like we won't know the full terpene profile based off of what the male smells like. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a one-to-one comparison. And so we wanna take all of those males' uh, genes and we want to carry them forward in the progeny so that we have the best opportunity when you plant those seeds in the future to get everything to get the, the the biggest snapshot and and not a more narrow snapshot which is what you get when you only use one male wow that's a lot uh, to digest i know <laughs> it's Sorry. it's really but it's really it's really not as con- it's not as confusing as you think right you just gotta you just gotta boil it down to you just you you want more of the pie genetically Exactly. You want more of the pie. You want more options. And you get right? that through keeping the males and not the females. Well, you think about the females. Ideally. That, like, yeah. I, I, I get why you want to keep the males around. I get that. I, that's understood. So why not the females then? Well, you, can, you will flower out the females. Say you, get, say you get a couple of females, right? You flower all of them out. And then you dry them, you cure them, and now you're ready to smoke them, right? When you smoke the females, each one is going to have a different profile, slightly. Even even the skunks, which are going to be very similar in their flavor and effect, will be slightly different. You'll want to try those, and you'll want to make the determination of which one you like the most. Okay, but now, I'm if, confused because we were talking about preserving the line on this run, like to keep. Okay, the you're, so you're saying why not? Why not pollinate all the all of the females to all of the males? You can yes. absolutely do that. And and to, for people who are talking about pure genetic preservation, they are going to tell you every time, yes, hit all of the males to all of the females. And the easiest way to do that would be to combine all of your male pollen. And then on your first flower run, 
just dust a tiny bit onto a lower branch of each one of your females so that each one of those females has all of the male pollen in them. And that way you've got a full preservation of the line. You have done everything that you could possibly do with those 10 seeds to carry that forward. Um, and, and, and you can absolutely do that. There's nothing wrong with that because you're gonna be able to save that pollen in that tent downstairs and you'll still have enough time to bring that pollen up and, and dust a small lower branch of each one of those females while they're in flower. You can absolutely do that. And then it's a one and done. Yeah, I think that's probably the best way to go for this for And then this there's run. then there's uh no cloning. Uh if you don't if you don't if it doesn't matter to you keeping the uh males or the females beyond this first run, you uh, just so want to carry gonna, the seed. I'm going to take cuts of the females. Because okay. I, I want to take I want to keep a skunk mom. I want that around, but I I want the the seeds to be as true to the original breeder as sure. possible. So keep in mind that you'll want to take cuts of all of your plants then, because it's not wise to wait until your plants are flowering to take cuts, because the cuts are going to be. If you're talking about not having the perfect SOP for cloning and maybe you don't have the best success rate, you really don't want to work with flowering plants, like clones that are already uh, transferring their hormones into flowering. No, it's I know. It's going to be a I, lot harder got, to root. Yeah, I know. I've, I've done the monster cropping before. I've, it's, I'm having a, wow, did I just interrupt you at the wrong time? Because my brain just went, duh. Uh, <laughs> No, so uh, that's. I'm not necessarily worried about it. I just I I have time with the females because I'm going to still separate the males and the females. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm I'm going two different directions here. So let me uh, let me start with this one and then see if I can even be able to bring it back myself. My yeah. first my first thought was okay. Now I'm on. Um, I've separated male and female, and. Uh, I take my females, they go over to dad's, he's growing out his females, he wants the flower. Um, I want to take cuts while they're in veg and filling up his tent a little more, take cuts from the females then, because I want to keep a skunk mom around for that for my head stash and dad's head stash. We want to pick our favorite from that to keep around. But I want to keep the seed selfishly for myself for, like, keeping a true line of these around and then doing the blueberry skunk um, cross myself. I want to hunt my own male, female, and start my own down-the-line project. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... So, where I'm thinking this is going is take the males down to the tent downstairs when I take the females over to dad's once I've identified them and you're going to do flip that them at and your then house. I'll flip the males at my house in the meantime while I'm vegging out the moms to fill his tents over there and taking cuts which I will have space for at my house to to run the clone machine because the yeah. males will probably have been done to the point where I've got the pollen by then. 
And then I can take the pollen while they're in flower and dust those lower branches to get the seeds. If he'll, here's the thing, if he'll even let me, it might even be back to the way that you're talking with the selected female and then crossing her. Because he's fucking paranoid more than I am about having pollen around. Okay, that's fair. So perhaps it might be a better idea for you to do the breeding in a dedicated tent. That could that could maybe be the answer that you're looking for. Um, okay, so uh, are you planning on flowering any of these skunks <laughs> in your in any of your tents down your row? Not not at the moment my stuff no is so these are the going to go to your so yeah so these yes. are going to go to your dad right the females are going to his is i is if i can get six that will fill his house perfect here's and here's the other option too is i can keep all these ones i have in the one gallon pots now maybe up pot them to like three gallons flower them mm-hmm. here at my house like in the basement there do this whole mess myself but take the uh the female cuts and then run them over there it'll slow yeah. him down so maybe i got i gotta plant some autoflowers over there for him or something in the meantime is, is it is it one of those things where it is it is definitely more of a worry to have uh pollen contamination at his house than it is to have at in your op or is it kind of equally as bad like you really don't want pollen kicking around in your main area, uh, and you really don't want pollen kick around in your dad's main area. Is it both sh- equally as bad? Nah, my dad's more paranoid. I'm a fucking okay. Johnny. I'll, I, I'm, <laughs> you know me. I'm going to ham. So sure. Yeah, I would. I, I'm less to afraid to it, have man. pollen around because I, I sure. feel like yeah, shit happens if I fucking throw some seeds around my shit. Like maybe I can just time it where when I'm doing this, I have stuff and veg still. Right, but you're when you're so when all of these plants are flying around your garden upstairs, downstairs, and then over to your dad's, you're gonna be able to catch all of the males, uh, and bring them downstairs into the basement for collection there, and you'll also have the ability to pick the females by uh, taking the cuts before you send them over to your dad's, right? Um, so if that's the case, then I w- and you don't plan on flowering any of the females uh, yourself, like you don't, you don't want no. them for your stash, then I would definitely just keep the cuts of the, uh, the females and, and, Keep them small and in veg. Keep them small and bushy until you can get a good idea from your dad which ones are the good ones. I mean, keeping keeping cuts, even four or five of them, uh, long enough to fully flower a plant out, dry it, cure it, and smoke it is actually not too easy. It's, it requires you to, especially if you want to do it in a small space, it's going to require you to clone those cuts a couple of times unless you're ready to have some pretty tall moms because all of those plants are going to grow substantially um and when your goal is to make seeds you just want to i think you just want to shotgun this you know yeah that's beautiful information because that's that's kind of where i was at like so how do you keep everything around long enough to even do this yeah it's tough and 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 the flip quick that's the answer. You have to yeah. flip quick, and then you have to keep your clones small. And 
you will have to reset if you want to do it the right way. And the right way is before you select a female to hit with pollen, you want to make sure that you've uh, smoked it and you know that it's that it's the female for you, that it's going to give off the traits that you want. If you smoke this skunk, if you smoke all four of the, like let's you get four or five skunks, and one of them gives you some pretty bad paranoia, you do not want that to be your donor. You know, you want to make sure that it's the skunk that you really like if you're not planning on hitting all of them. Because if you're planning on hitting all of them, you don't have to make selections. It doesn't matter. You can just dust everything. That makes it into flower. What would you do? Would you... If I were you... Would you you select the female? It sounds like that's the best option. Yeah, because your skunks are not going to go up into your main area. You've got projects that are going on up there that don't that don't involve a, a run of skunks, right? You don't have it in the calendar for you to do right now. So if you want to make seeds and your and your dad's not going to let you pollinate any of his branches, then yeah, taking a small tent down into the basement, taking your females and hitting it to your or and and dusting it with your like male dust that you get your your, your collection of male pollen from your male tent is mm-hmm. probably the best way to do it. Um, you don't want to put the males in with the females necessarily, but you can, it, it wouldn't, that would be an open, po- would be a true open pollination. If you had all of these in, in their one gals and you just put them in a tent downstairs and you let them open pollinate each other, that would be a true open pollination. Yeah. That sounds gonna, like a disaster for anybody. You're going to get, you're going to get 20,000 seeds. And I don't think that you're going to be able to prevent your garden upstairs from getting contaminated you're not. <laughs> okay. you just you are not so you know? don't as a home grower don't attempt to open pollinate no mm-hmm. you're no, saying no. you shouldn't take no, a no, male no, no, i'm not saying that no 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 no, no. you're saying are... johnny shouldn't be no 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 not even you you just would need to be better prepared yeah you have to be prepared if you want to do it i absolutely think that open pollination Anybody can is do super it. essential Yes, and when we're talking about preserving these lines, the best way to do it is to open pollinate. It's just really messy, and uh, when you when you really don't want to cross contaminate the rest of your garden, um, you have to make certain precautions. I I did a I didn't do an open pollination, but when I did my selections for the round that I did my breeding round for this year, 2022, I kept a male in the tent with my females. Uh, and I did that in a two by two space. I did get a little bit of drift in my other tents, but what I did to mitigate that was I made sure it was the last project I did of the year. You know, it's what I do during the middle of the summer when like the weed that you grow isn't always the most fire because it's harder to maintain VPD. Well, I use that as an opportunity to do a breeding tent because it's low stakes, you know? Yeah. And it's the last project of the year for me. Righteous. So I'm not saying don't do it. Just no, no. if you're going to do it, I, I be very if, careful. Be prepared and know that you're going to get, if you have a bunch of tents really close by and you aren't prepared, you're going to seed out your grow. So yes. being not prepared, the closest you can get to that is flowering all your males out, collecting their pollen, mixing it together, and then seeding as many of the females as you can. And then, yeah. That's like as close your, as you're going to get. Males, right? 
Yep. That Flower would be the easiest in a dedicated tent downstairs. Make sure that when you're taking care of those plants over the upcoming weeks that you are doing it at the very end of your nights, that you're never going from your male garden to your female garden, right? You're going to get to a point in flower where all of those male plants that you've saved in that tent are going to begin to dump. Mm, At that yeah. point, you're going to want to collect pollen from each of them. And there's lots of ways to do it. But, you know, just take a piece of paper, fold it concave in your hand and put it underneath a branch and just tap the branch lightly and watch the pollen just snow down on that paper. And then take that and go to the next branch on the next plant, tap that, let the pollen fall down so it's all falling down together. Once you've hit all of those plants, take that concave piece of paper and filter it through a uh, sifter because you want to make sure that none of those flowers, which contain um, moisture, which is the death spell of pollen. Yeah, you want to filter that all through a a fine mesh sifter and then into the container they go. Are we talking pollen? I just use like a like a metal colander, you know, like one of the like just a just a standard kitchen metal sifter. It, okay, uh, is the kind those just fancy enough, chefs use. Yeah, just enough oh, to be able to separate people. the the uh, the male flowers from the pollen, and then the pollen will drop down onto uh, you know just some parchment paper or parchment. something, so that you can collect that into a vessel. Uh, and then okay. that vessel goes right into the fridge. And when do we take the vessel out? Only when it's time to do the breeding. And because it's contained in this very small vessel, I like to use those little glass paint jars. Um, but you can use a film canister. There's all kinds of different. Just it, it doesn't need to be big. It just needs to be tiny because. So what I'm thinking is, I will. Do they still have probably... film canisters? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I use <laughs> I, think, I use I the little paint to... jars or yeah. like the dab containers that you you buy concentrates oh, yeah. in. Those little glass ones, they're perfect for uh throwing a little pollen in there, you know. But the the, so the, the a whole small trick is... glass or plastic container. Mm-hmm. And then once it's contained, could I vacuum you can seal kill... that container then? Yeah, if you want, you can do whatever you want. Take that container, make sure it goes in the fridge, and and don't take it out until you're ready to use it. Um, and then what that allows you to do is once you've got all of the males, once you've got all of their pollen saved in the container, then then you can kill the males off. You can go into that tent and you can just you can just destroy, axe the whole operation, I dude. Can they, go you don't full need them anymore. Johnny. You can full you can Johnny, Johnny him on, on purpose. Dude straight up like with the axe and everything here's johnny just busting through that tent you can go for it digging it and then that's perfect you can then when you're ready you've got those you've got those females now that you can maybe even save in another your propagation tent until you've already cleared out your male tent put those females back in that tent and either one female or all of them whichever you want to do flower them out so that you can dust them with pollen. That will be their function, is to be the pollen donor. You do not have to dust every branch. Maybe dust one, two, couple of branches off of each one. Each uh, each time you dust a branch, you're gonna give yourself, depending on how large of, uh, of a plant you grow, you're talking about hundreds of seeds, 
maybe thousands of seeds on a single uh, cola because these skunks they grow these donkey dick colas, dude. You know, they're not like they don't have the 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 internodal spacing with the golf balls. That's not what a skunk is. Skunks are these crazy, you know, banana cola looking. That's a lot of seeds that can. So get you're warning in. me ahead of time to have some fucking airflow in the tent. Yeah, I mean the the, <laughs> the I mean of course you're gonna have Sweet. to practice the same the same. Uh, protocols that you would in any other garden but okay the well intention let's just assume for this, this garden is under maintained sure well for these females <laughs> the goal is going to be seed <laughs> production so you're going to have to treat them differently um, and that includes flowering them out well beyond when you would want to harvest them for a head stash because the goal here is not to enjoy the skunk flower the goal is going to be to carry the seeds over you want to give the seeds the best opportunity to fully mature before you harvest the plant um, because that way you'll get the best seeds um, you know those dark tiger striped seeds we all know what they look like the those beautiful so wow, we're talking fully mature seeds skunks that are like how amber trichome are we talking when just you're carry them the just seeds. carry them just carry them to the point where like if if you're like wow i would definitely harvest these now to smoke i would let them go another two weeks holy cow cool. yeah <laughs> that's right i don't realizing. think i want to do this anymore i was gonna say johnny's realizing the cash he or the check he has to cash now <laughs> He's like, God damn the work I signed. Well, up you can't for. make seeds if you don't flower out the females. So we you know you gotta do that downstairs along with the males. Uh just keep the clones small, you know, take the clones and keep them small. You the you the plants are gonna go to your dad's. The original ones that you planted, those are gone. So the only thing that you have left to work with besides the males that you're gonna keep in your tent downstairs are the cuts that you take. So once those males have been have given you their nut kick them to the curb man kick them to the curb they're done it's time to work with the ladies johnny's and, used and to take, that man and take oh. those females as they're growing up and they're coming out of their solo cups and you're putting them into one gallons give them that space you don't have to put them in large pots when you flower them out they don't have to be big plants skunks are going to get big quick too because that's what skunks do. They get big. Skunks are big plants, you know? So you want to make sure that you flower those babies out fast and that you keep them small. Um, so we can really beginner, we can really beginner this in, in simple steps here. Growing your first photo period, you would recommend taking cuts of all the plants, Correct. flowering your males together, collecting all that pollen, and then when you're ready to make your seeds in a dedicated space and you want to have your your female selected and you're ready to make seeds dust some lower branches because you're going to have more than more than enough yes absolutely super awesome yep that's a great way to do it for your situation um and then it, what it does is it allows you to get a little bit of seed but it's also going to allow you to be able to smoke the skunk i uh, expect a little bit of cross-pollination uh from the you know the branches that you 
um, pollinate to maybe the rest of the plant because that will happen unless you take precautions. You can always use a little cellophane baggie. You can you tie it together and you can protect that branch while it's uh, while it's can you know while it's got the pollen in there. You can do that. Um, but if it doesn't matter to you, if the goal for this tent is just to get seeds, then yeah, just dust a few branches. Expect that you'll get some seeds in the other branches, but at least in those other branches, you'll be able to really get a feel for the skunks that you like so that when the time comes for you to decide which one of these uh, these female plants containing seeds you want to continue forward as your skunk, um, you can do that. Or if you want to do it just the um, with abandon, then all of the seeds that come out of all all of these different females that you get, just put them in the same pile, right? It's all skunk anyway, right? What does it matter? Right on. You you you. It's basically you're doing an open pollination without doing the open pollination because the the pollen that you're dusting to each one of these females is a combination of each one of the males. So if you hit them all and then you just combine all of the seeds together, you have just done pretty much an open pollination. Congratulations. You've carried on the skunk line in the most responsible way you possibly could as a home grower. And and if you look at it this way, Johnny, you are effectively pushing all the further work you want to do down the road and giving yourself a nice barrier of extra seeds. Yes, you can work with skunk forever because you'll have so many seeds. I think that's all your friends. That's a great point. Like if if somebody wanted to, let's say they got some special seeds, like maybe I want to do the same thing with these um, joint blueberries that um, Matt gifted me. If I took those same blueberries and did this exact same thing, like slow things down a little bit, the patience, like take this strain that you want. If you want to have these seeds, but you you do want to grow your females out for your head stash right now, but you also want to have these seeds. Keep your males, flower them separately, keep that pollen, take your cuts. You have all your cuts around that you need, and then when you're flowering your females, select your female that you want and make your seeds later on down the road. Like, it doesn't have to be all at once. You can slow it no. down. And yeah, you can slow it time. down even further than you're, than you're doing right now because what you can also do and what I choose to do is I kill my males as soon as I find out that they're males. I don't even let them flower, dude. What I'm going to do with my run is once I find that they're males – that plant gets killed and I just save that clone until I'm ready to get the pollen from it. And I can uh, keep it in I can keep it in so you've already for as got long as I want. Your cuts. You take the cuts before you flower the plants. All the time. Always. Before you flip them to twelve twelve, you take the cuts. That's how you do it safely. Because if you flip into flower and you let them give you right, their right. their sex, no, that's, that's when understood. you're messing with the hormones. You're so my plants are four weeks old. When yep. do you take your cuts? When your the first cuts. The lateral when the lateral branches are mm, five six inches long. I want them to be long enough so that I can uh, I can defoliate all the way up to the first node, um, and I can still have a couple of inches because I use an arrow cloner. So I need to make sure that my clones go far enough into the reservoir that they're getting the right amount of mist 
where the so roots you just are going to come out. You just like taking your bottom branches that are eight inches long and throwing them in your arrow cloner. Now I'll, I'll I'll take the tops too. I'll, what I what I want to do is shape the plant so that. Uh, I get a relatively even canopy, but I do want to take two, three, maybe even in some cases, four clones of each of my plants, depending on how much space I have to work with, because redundancy is our best friend when we're cloning. You never know. Sometimes clones die and we yeah. want to have that backup. Okay. So from the beginning, let to kind of conclude the episode, the way mm -hmm. to really start this is to start your seeds. If you intend to, down the line, have some seeds, you would recommend when your plants are mature enough, take your cuts that you're going to need. When you can take four cuts and not kill your plant, take yep. those cuts and get them to root. In the meantime, exactly. continue to grow your other ones out to you. I can until you can identify the males. Once yep. you've identified the males, you kill those original plants off. Your mm -hmm. other males are now cuttings in veg still. Yes. Now you keep your females so that you can flower them out and figure out what your females are and what right. they're so going to do. Right, so those original females then you take, you transplant, you flower them, whatever you're going to do with those, whatever they're yep. in, you figure flower out those out. You have cuts of everything at this point. And they're yep. still in veg. There is no fear for pollen at this point. When nope. a male is in veg, there is no fear. Nope, not at all. And so then you allow yourself the time to prepare your operation for your males. And and you can wait as long as, as you're willing to keep those cuts, right? You'll know because they're labeled. You want to make sure your cuts are all labeled. You'll know which one of your cuts are males and which one of your cuts are females, right? Yep. You'll eventually cull those all down, right? You're going to call it now. If you want to do the open pollination still, you won't. You'll want to make sure you have one of every cut that you have always in your collection so that when it comes time for you to do your breeding, you can do it the way that we had discussed originally, where you take all your males, you flower them out, and then you take your females and you flower them out in the other tent. You save all of your male pollen into a container kill your males and then take that container and lightly dust the lower branches of your females or your upper branches if you want like i always like to just use the lowers because i want to smoke the tops you know what i mean even <laughs> exactly. if they've got a few seeds in right. them, i want to smoke the tops you know um and then and then when it comes time for you to harvest make sure you've labeled the branches that you've pollinated so that you can cut those off and separate them from your sensimia branches and then you can collect all of your seeds um, as you're shucking them, you know what I mean? Or winnowing, whatever, you, whatever your method of separating seeds happens to be. Um, you can do that and you'll know that these are the branches that have seeds and that these are the branches that I smoke. And expect a few seeds in the smoking branches because that's just how this works. Pollen is crazy at getting everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> right, dude. They say That's pollen I've always in an open better. air environment can travel up to five miles with just oh, yeah. the wind. I was going to say, like, if you open pollinate and you have neighbors that, and when it's outdoors, like, they have every right to come and beat the living hell out of you. Um, and we want to be responsible and not I'd dust everything with exactly. pollen. So you That's kill your I, males as fast as you can. 
That's what I was always told to do the lower branches because if you do the uppers, the pollen will just find its way down to the lowers eventually. Anyway. Absolutely. And if you and if you really want to prevent cross contamination of pollen, use baggies and put the baggie over the top of the branch that you pollinate so that you can contain that pollen within that bag. You are not going to kill the plant. You are if you use the right if you use the right method, you can definitely make it so that it's not containing the moisture. And then you don't have to keep that baggie on forever. You just want to make sure the pollen's not getting everywhere. Um, Johnny, in your scenario with these skunks, you don't really have to worry about pollen contamination because you're just you're just pollinating these branches to uh, to essentially get more seeds. Right. Uh, Everything else a, is just a question. I probably should have asked what at what point do you put flowering or, or pollen on flowering? Jesus, every episode. God damn it. <laughs> at what point <laughs> at what point do you put pollen on the female? At what point do you impregnate? That's a great question. Yes. So um here's what I say. The um the female plant, depending on what you consider day one of flower, um, is ready to receive pollen anywhere after like three weeks. So what and that, what does that look like? It's going to look different depending on the plant, but you want it to be in the pom pom phase. Does that make sense? If I just say that you want yep. it to you want the plant to be merging into the pom pom phase, but you don't want to wait too far into the pom pom phase because you need to give the plants uh, enough time to mature the seeds uh and and they do need time like 40 days 30 or 40 days to get a fully mature seed and that will also change by variety but if you stay within that three-week window into flower where you're starting to get those pom-poms that's a great time for you to begin to do your pollination righteous and how do we pollinate this is what we do. We take the container out of the refrigerator with a very fine paintbrush, and we can. Uh, and before we do anything, we want to make Something sure like that, that container, Keef, like the Keef brush you get with your trim bin. Yeah, like like a like maybe even um, brush. Are we talking like right down to a <clears throat> fine point? A fine point, a very fine point because you are going to be carrying way more pollen than you think you're carrying in that paintbrush tip. Uh, those bristles are gonna carry lots of pollen, more than you'll need. So the smaller the paintbrush, the better is what I'll say. And when you're so we're talking taking like the one pollen- of those, like really, like the really fine detailing ones. Okay, yeah. Yeah, like- The one yeah, that you, you used ever... to draw every vein. Right, yeah, exactly. Gotcha. If you guys ever played like Warhammer, you know, the ones that you paint oh, yeah. the detailing on yep, the that. Nice. Yeah, that is what I'm talking about. Those tiny brushes. So when you take the pollen out of the fridge, you want to make know sure. You're a nerd. <laughs> right. It, I, never I was thinking like, like model car paint brush. Yeah. Right, it's the same thing. It's the exact same no, thing. No, no, it's not. <laughs> I mean, okay. No, well, no, I... It's. I only say this as someone who can't pay. I, I don't have the dexterity to paint minis, so I'm either forced to pay for it or just go plain. But <laughs> right, that gray color. It's, that, like, it's more. Yeah, that it's more gray. jealousy. Yeah, yeah. yeah spray right. painter. Spray Charcoal. painter bust. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah, we used to spray. Dude, paint. I fucking love okay. my paint sprayers. Dude, so all right. Sorry. All right. So back to the pollen. 
the Don't enemy of pollen. Don't sidetrack the guy with ADD. <laughs> the greatest enemy of pollen is moisture. And the easiest way to introduce moisture to your perfectly sealed container is to open it while the container is cold. Uh, the moisture is just going to go right on into that container and kill all of your pollen. As soon as that pollen uh, becomes contaminated with moisture, it is unusable. Now you can now you can. So that's why I'm, I want to revisit that uh, vacuum sealer idea. Then that, that sounds like an even more brilliant some idea because now it's some like sealed completely to the point where it's under vacuum from opening before it's consider. it's out of the cold phase of the refrigerator. Well, if so, if you don't have that tech, uh, I could also say that you know rice works. Maybe a cutting it with a little bit of flour works as well. Some people do that um, to also help to. Um, you, if you suspend the pollen in flour, you can make the pollen stretch further um, because you really don't need a whole lot of this stuff in general. Um, but it, it is a way to stretch it further. But the the idea here is we want to we want to have the pollen ready to be used after we take it out of the fridge. We have to let it sit until it is fully room temperature. So that when we open up that container, we're not messing with the pollen. We're able to close that container back up as soon as we're done using it, and then put it in the fridge, and we'll be able to use it again hopefully, right? Um, so when we have these little tiny paintbrushes, you just dip it into the pollen and then paint it onto the uh, pistols, the white pistols, the pom-poms on the, uh, the, plant, the branches that you're selecting. Just lightly paint it on just a little bit. Each, like, like picture it, you're just dotting a few of the points on top uh, and that's all you need. And you can just do that with one or two branches. Make sure you've labeled your branches. And they are of essentially pistol, ready to pistol, you're literally just going boop, boop. It doesn't even boop. have to be on, each on one. You just kind of like, just yeah, get you're it kind in of the unceremonious. Area, yeah, you're kind of unceremoniously bouncing the the bristles across the pistols and letting the pollen fall on without... Uh, wantonly uh, bashing the brush up ag up against. That's how you get pollen everywhere across the tent. The idea is we're trying to prevent uh, cross-contamination by using a fine point brush and by very carefully just painting the pollen uh, onto the, uh, to the site that you want, uh, your marked branches. Righteous. And yeah, then it's a waiting game at that point, dude. It's a waiting game for those plants to fully mature so that you can uh, cut them down, dry them like you would normally, and then separate those marked branches off so that you can separate the seeds out. Oh, and then you can, absolutely and, mark your branches. Yeah. Yes. And then that you can push this project point. to the future, dude. Oh, I love it. Yeah, you have to mark. If you don't mark, you're, it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> I, oh yeah, that would have. I was like, "Holy cow!" Yeah, I didn't even think of that point. Oh, that was beautiful. Yeah, just um, you know, use a piece of tape, dude, like a piece of painter's tape with some sharpie on it. Like this is the branch I pollinated. You know, anything will do. Awesome. Uh, I feel like we crushed this episode, man. Um, is there anything else? Uh, a beginner should know that we haven't quite covered yet because if I don't get to take a leak here, I'm probably going to pee my pants. 
<laughs> uh, I'll, I'll say I'll say two more things. Pollen lasts about a year in the fridge. It doesn't last as long as seeds. Every time you use pollen, it becomes like 50% less usable because you are always introducing moisture to that container when you open it up. So the more times you pull it out of the fridge and use it, the less viable it's going to be. Um, after a year, try, I would still try to use it. I have pollen in my fridge right now that's up to three years old. Um, just give it a shot. If you don't get any, if you don't get any seeds out of it, you'll know the pollen is dead. Um, would because you recommend pollen, freezer if you're in an instance where it's like mm, shit? I'm not ready for this. Could I put it in the freezer? Sure, for long-term storage, I would I would store pollen in a freezer, absolutely. Okay. Uh, but when you're planning on doing it, like chances. you're doing it, yeah, well, you're going to use your pollen relatively like within a year of you, uh, like then, like even closer to the year, within a, a month or so of you doing this project, you're going to be using that pollen again. Just keep it in the fridge. Um. Another thing, and the last thing I'll say is when you're working with pollen, uh, to reduce contamination, you can absolutely use water to your advantage, right? You carry a spray bottle onto you, um, you know, lightly spray maybe the, um, well, if you're not going to be working in the garden uh, with pollen, this will be less important. But when you're downstairs and you're, you're just kind of sealing your tent up, maybe spray down the edge the the lining of your tent when you're closing the tent up just to make sure that no pollen on the outside of the tent is making it into the airways of your house you know what i mean try to use the water to your advantage a light spritz is all you need to kill pollen perfect right righteous yep and for everyone that's like oh my goodness we just went over so much stuff how am i possibly going to get any information from this i have a I have a, a note sheet that we're going to put in the Discord. Um, it's going to be called Home Breeding with Johnny Apple, and uh, you'll be able to get all of our show notes so that you can apply this to your own gardens. And that is you... exactly the stuff that Kotz does for the circle. <laughs> That's why he's a first-round pick, baby. You are a godsend, man. I can't, uh, I can't thank you enough Seriously. for uh, coming on here and chatting this up with me and getting my uh, first experience uh, a little more um, comforting, let's say. Yeah, dude. Thank you, uh, thank you for right. coming on. Thank you for being one of my uh, OG homies, of course. Thank you for your package. And uh, do you have anything you want to plug? No. All right, I gotta go. Everybody, Peace. thank you for listening.